As consumers, we are bombarded by it at every turn, like the Incredible Hulk being bombarded by gamma rays. But what makes some media endure, while others are banished to the forgotten black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again? Who or what decides this? Hetero life mate Steve and Yehel want to know, and they want to know now. This is Obscurity Now. now. And what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Obscurity Now, the show where we take a look at weird and almost forgotten pieces of media, TVs, movies, comics, you name it, and then we decide if it should be remembered for all of human history or tossed into the black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again. My name is Steve, and I am one of the hosts, and with me is, uh, dang it, I had one all worked out. It was so good. Uh, with me is the other co-host. It's it's Yahel. Wow, what a great introduction, Steve. Thank you. Uh, and uh, <laughs> you know, just uh, what a way to start the show, Steve. He's all uh, right. He's the note. star of Man Meat Monthly. It's <laughs> it's, it's Yahel. And Steve, it's how's meat spelled? M e e t. That's right, Man Meat Monthly. Because I'm comfortable in my sexuality, my masculinity who I am, and um, I will have sex with you for, not with you, but the audience, <laughs> for oh, money. Man. Anyways. You know what? what is, this humor, we should, this like, kind of, start stream. no, 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 no. This is on par with what we're going to be talking about today, and that is uh, Son of the Beach, I, I would say, because, you know, yeah. their humor is uh, pr- pretty raunchy, I'd say. It definitely wouldn't fly here in 2022, uh, that's for sure. Um I don't know what uh what, what was your impressions on Son of the Beach, you know, without getting too deep into it. Um, you know, I actually thought to myself like it does being like politically incorrect right. Oh, you know? I agree 100%. Uh, <laughs> and uh and I actually think that uh I don't think that it's I think it could fly today a lot of it. Could. Yeah. Maybe, maybe maybe there was like a couple minor things here or there mm-hmm. that maybe you'd have to tweak, but for the most part because of who the joke is on right you know right, like right i think it works for the most part like the uh the the un, the non-pc stuff actually works absolutely uh so yeah since we talked about uh baywatch night in the uh, previous episode we've got sort of a beach theme going for a couple of episodes here so i thought i would uh dig up uh son of the beach which is a show that uh I don't know. I remember it came on uh, back in the 2000s when FX was just a fledgling network. And uh, I never, Mm -hmm. I don't think I, maybe I got to see like one episode on TV. And then it always sort of just hung around in the back of my mind. Because I've always been a pretty big fan of the star of uh, Son of the Beach. And that is uh, Timothy Stack. Were you ever familiar with his work prior to Son of the Beach? You know, like I recognized him. Um, I want to say there was like a show that he was on uh, in the mm-hmm. late '90s, mid '90s nights. And... Yeah, yeah, you got it. Yeah, that's uh, that's where I knew him from. Which it was also a parody. It was a parody of um, Jerry Springer style shows. Right. And, right. Um, and he was like the uh, he was like the host of it, right? Yep. Like, I mean, and I would say he was basically playing the sort of same style of. Uh, I mean, it's the same style of humor, same protagonist. Uh, I don't know. His version of the I don't know, 
every man kind of uh, I don't know, it's just his style of humor. I don't know. And then when yeah. I, I saw that this show was coming out, I was like, uh, man, this is gonna be perfect uh, for him. Um, but uh, so uh, before we get any uh, deeper, um, should we run the bumper and then get really deep? Uh, before we do, I, I wanted to I wanted to let you know I've actually this week I watched like three more episodes of Baywatch Nights. <laughs> Nice. Uh, <laughs> nice. And it is insane. And I and the reason why I bring it up is, you know, we talked last week when we watched Baywatch Nights that David Hasselhoff was like the exec co-executive producer mm-hmm. of that, co-writer of a bunch of the episodes mm-hmm. and kind of uh seemed like he's kind of like a bit of a showrunner too cuz he like had some decisions. Yeah. <laughs> but uh you know, like Baywatch Nights, David Hasselhoff's character of Mitch is always kind of like the hero, right? Mm-hmm. Like the he literally survives a truck hitting him head on. And I mean a semi-truck, Steve. Not not a Ford F-150, like a giant semi-truck that would, you know, try to stop uh, block borders because of an inconvenience of a mask. That kind of size of a, of a vehicle. <laughs> wow. How topical. And, and, yeah. But uh, anyway, and then, uh, you know, in Son of the Beach, they kind of like carried that over which i thought was pretty interesting but yeah let, let, let's go ahead and, and get started well man. in other i guess sort of baywatch related media news uh we started watching only because like as far as shows for my wife and i to watch together there's like god there's nothing right now we've like if there's anything decent <laughs> we've already watched it so we started watching pam and tommy are you familiar with pam and tommy i am because <clears throat> One, Mike Labosca, a good friend of ours, mm-hmm. slash Johnny Armani, a.k.a. Johnny Armani, mm-hmm. uh, he auditioned for that show. Oh, nice. Yeah, I could see him fitting right into that world. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, pretty decent, but the whole time I'm asking myself, what's David Hasselhoff doing while all this is going down? And, uh, I mean, there's <laughs> there's scenes of Pamela Anderson, like, on set, um, and I'm just like, where's the Hoff? What's he doing? Like, what's he thinking about? Is he eating something? Like, come on. They should have cast David Hasselhoff as like... As himself. David Hasselhoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Great, I mean, great. that's, you know, we're only a couple of episodes deep, so I guess there is a chance for him to show up. It seems to me like that's something that he probably wouldn't want to have anything to do with for some reason. Um, but I don't yeah. know. I'll, you know... I think one day in the future, we could probably do like a David Hasselhoff month. I know we've already kind of covered a couple things that he's in, but I bet we could do it. Or you know uh, what? Let's just ditch this whole obscurity now thing. We are now a David Hasselhoff (laughs) podcast from here on out. We're called Hasselhoff Now. (laughs) Yes. All right. Speaking of now, let's get deeper into Son of the Beach. Welcome to your feature presentation. All right, let me get the notes here. So um, we're watching the pilot episode, if you're uh, watching along with us. Um, And it premiered March 14th, uh, 2000. And I know I didn't watch it when it premiered, and I'm sure you probably didn't either, right? Nope. I do remember the commercials, but never watched it. Right. All right, and here's a quick uh, synopsis of, well, first the show, which... I don't know. It's pretty bland. It's just a parody of Baywatch featuring Malibu adjacent's world-famous lifeguard, Notch Johnson. And uh, Malibu adjacent is the name of, like, the town where they live. 
which is so ridiculous. So I love it. Yeah. Uh, and, so- and obviously, uh, you know, his name is, uh, what do you say again? Notch Johnson. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the David Hasselhoff's character on Baywatch, his first name is Mitch. Mm-hmm. So Mitch, Notch, obviously, you know. Brilliant. Uh, so uh, the pilot's, uh, the title of the pilot is <laughs> With Sex, You Get Egg Roll. Um, do you get that reference in any way? I mean, I don't think it's a reference to anything in particular. I'm trying to be saying. They're just being like weird. Right. I, I think maybe like uh, when you order food, like like you know like uh, Chinese food or something like that, or Asian food, like sometimes it's like, oh yeah, that comes with egg roll or whatever. Right. I mean, it's just that's something I could think of. Yeah, me too. And I don't know. That's not that clever. Not as clever as the rest of the show is. But uh, anyway. Yeah. And there are some other like clever titles uh, in other episodes when I was like looking through their IMDb, but eh, we can get to that later. Right. Right. So here's the synopsis for the episode. The mayor plants a hidden camera on Kimberly to spy on Notch. Also, Notch goes undercover to bust a house of prostitution. Um, And uh, the director of this um, brilliant pilot is one George Vershoor. And he is known for basically being the godfather of reality TV. He's the guy to blame, love him or hate him. He (laughs) developed, produced, and directed the first four seasons of MTV's groundbreaking series, The Real World. Uh, And uh, as for the people responsible for Son of the Beach themselves, they're also the writers. Um, Coming up is David Morgeson. He wrote on the aforementioned Nightstand, uh, currently is the writer-creator with the rest of these guys on a show called Red, White, and Lou. And he even um, sold scripts to Liquid Television. You remember Liquid Television? Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, I do remember Oh, Liquid yeah. Television. I knew I had to add that. So uh, next up is Notch Johnson himself, uh, Timothy Stack. He, uh, I guess he looks like he did mostly writing before he... Stepped in front of the camera for Nightstand. Yeah. He wrote a Family Matters episode. Obviously, he wrote Nightstand. He, too, is working on Red, White, and Lou. And I know this is kind of dipping into your territory, but this just blew my mind. Like, as, oh, you're fine. As a voice actor, he was the voice of Lampy in The Brave Little Toaster, which is a movie I love that I hope that we uh, cover someday. But I never knew that, and I just couldn't believe it. Um, did, did you, were you aware of that or do you care in the slightest? I, I've never even, I, I've never even heard of the brave little. Toaster. What? Oh man. Uh, yeah. You had no childhood, man. No childhood. Yeah, man. I was, just, I was just too like masculine and, and, and tough <laughs> as a seven year old. Well, I just assumed they too, didn't get the brave little toaster in Puerto Rico. I mean, I don't know. Well, our, our toasters are pussies. <laughs> <laughs> your your men are so manly. You just toast the toast yourselves over an open fire. Yeah. I got gotcha. yes, you. With, with our with our Latin man meat uh, anger. Oh, oh. <laughs> what stereotype can I uh, about my own people? Can I? Well, I mean, you might as <laughs> our well. Latin tempers are fiery tempers. I mean, again, that fits in with Son of the Beach just perfectly. And uh, the last writer is one James R. Stein, and I'd say. He's probably like the old man or veteran of the bunch. Uh, He also is working on Red, White, and Lou. He wrote on Nightstand, Family Matters, and all the way back on like Mary Tyler Moore, he was writing stuff. So this dude's been around for a while. And uh, just to touch on some of the uh, producers and production company, 
it was a really big deal that this was produced by Howard Stern. I remember he would like come on FX and other talk shows to talk about it, to try to talk up the, um, the show and whatnot. And then the rest of it is, you know, Fox Television Studios and FX Network. Yeah, hell, take it away with the cast. Yes. All right, so I'm just going to go over the main cast as usual. Uh, we've already talked about Timothy Stack, so I'll uh, start with him so we can finish him off. Um, so, yeah, he plays the main character. Yeah, that was not a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it fits. Sorry. All this man meat monthly talk from today just got me really... Uh, <laughs> Tell me really revved up. I'm, 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 I'm very horny right now. Um, in the words, so in the words of my native tongue, you so horny. <laughs> Remember? That? Oh, God. yeah, yeah. Awful joke. Uh, awful, but good. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, he's done. You, you kind of covered like most of the stuff that he's known for. I did find it interesting that he was also like in a uh, bunch of episodes of Punky Brewster. Oh wow. Which, uh, yeah, I, I just found that like odd, but like mm-hmm. you mentioned, Night Court. He, he was um, the local pedophile, right? Or perv? <laughs> I, I, I'm not really sure. He was also in My Name is Earl for like a, a lot of episodes there, hmm. too. I must have been As when I started. Tim Stack. <laughs> That's funny. Did you... was, his character was TV's Tim Stack, was his character. Nice, nice. But, uh, anyways, uh, moving on, he plays the titular character. Then we have Jamie Bergman who plays a lifeguard named B.J. Cummings. <laughs> and at one point, there's a joke about her. And she's obviously supposed to be like the Pamela Anderson kind of sure, knockoff. Sure. And one character asks her if like B.J. stands for like Bobby Joe or something. Right. And she goes, if it's like if it's a nickname, she, she's like, no, it's a nickname. Uh, the volleyball, the men's volleyball team gave it to yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> like, just, she, the way and, like, a lot of the. I'm sorry. Good. I was just going to say in the way well, she just, delivered you know, these, it was so good uh just so yeah. innocently and like of course she's supposed Clueless. to be pretty pretty ditzy as well but um yeah yeah it was hilarious every character on the show is is ditzy uh except then we have except for kimberly she's like the only real person in the entire show i'd uh, say even even she was the least dumb right i would still say even she's a little bit like Sure, she she's has as to like. You get to like the straight man, and right, and, right, but she still has to let stuff fly. Otherwise, you know, the plot like, would never yeah, advance. Yeah, just absurd stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, anyways, then we've got Roland Kickinger, which mm-hmm. that's amazing that that's this guy's real name. He's the huge buff dude, right? Uh, on some of the beach, his character's name on uh, the show is Chip Rommel <laughs> or Rommel, and he's plays like I, I think he's supposed to be German or or Austrian, maybe. Mm. Um. But uh, yeah, he's just a big buff dude, kind of supposed to be like, like a sh- like an Schwarzenegger, Arnold Schwarzenegger absolutely. Kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he he was actually really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, then we've got Layla Arcieri. Mm-hmm. Um, her character is <laughs> her character's name is Jamaica Saint Croix. Mm. So good, <laughs> just Chef's kiss. Um, anyways, she's supposed to be kind of like the, like, 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 uh, an urban character or something. Right. Um, uh, the, the token, you know, inserts. Yeah. Inner, in fact, that's her, uh, deal is that she's from the inner city. That's what they say. Yeah. The I, I think, yeah. yeah. He even like, they even say it. Uh, then we've got, uh, Kimberly Clark as Kimberly Oja, the character that you said is the, uh, one that plays it straight. Right. Um, and then the mayor, who was also uh, very good, mm-hmm. I just lost her here, uh, was played by Lisa ba- Baines, excuse me, 
who uh, unfortunately passed away in June of uh, last year. Oh, that's uh, a drag. Possibly because she uh, started listening to our podcast six months in when it was not quite as tight as it is now. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, Ouch. Anyways, it's true. I actually recognized her, though, from um, the Orville. Because, oh, wow. Uh, she, so her episodes haven't aired yet for mm-hmm. the Orville because the new season hasn't aired yet. But I remember seeing like some like images and stills from like the episode she's on. I was like, this lady looks familiar. And sure enough, she's in the Orville. But yeah, she was acting like, you know, like all the way up to uh, her death pretty much. Wow. Um, so yeah, um, you perverts out there may know her from Masters of Sex. You fucking <laughs> nasty, nasty people. Oh, uh, yeah. That's uh, that's, that's predominantly the our uh, audience, actually, is like pervs. Yes, yes, yeah. pervs. <laughs> and then uh, Jason Hopkins played uh, her son, Cody mm-hmm. uh, Massengill, who's supposed to be, uh, well, he, he is a homosexual character. Mm-hmm. and But it's played like, this, this is the one thing that I was like, eh, this probably wouldn't fly. Because I don't think it'd be like, really, like, I didn't find his stuff funny. Because it was just like your typical, like, right, it's uh, funny because you know, he's gay. gay yeah, well. I mean, they're all sort of cartoon characters, um, basically, or, you know, uh, parody cartoon characters. But yeah, he, right, right. He, it was just, yeah, for him, it's like, ah, it's funny because he's over the top, flamingly gay, which wasn't that funny. Right, right. That's the that's the one, one of the things I remember thinking, okay, yeah, this wouldn't fly. Not just because, like, I don't even think people would be mad about it. People would be like, really? You're right. doing this? Right, right, right. I <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. But um, anyways, that's pretty much most of the, uh, if not all of the regular cast members. There are a couple like guest stars that are pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, these there's Glenn Chin who plays Mix Mr X, mm-hmm. and uh, Ron Yuan. Uh, I think that's the guy that played it. Uh, Johnny Tree, who's like his partner, and they basically are the ones who they're just like very over the top, and they end up sending like these women from Cambodia to the U.S. Yeah, they're basically like your your typical you know Asian bad guys that you would right, yeah, right. Like straight out of a In kung fact, fu movie. Point, basically, yeah. isn't there a joke at one point where somebody says like, "Oh, some kind of Asian villain or some kind of Asian stereotype"? Right, right. Yeah, at the end of the movie. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. For yeah. show. But yeah. anyways, yeah, that that's pretty much the cast. Um, I did want to touch on again. This came out in March. Uh, aired March 14th of 2000. Mm-hmm. The number one song, uh, uh, and I actually knew of this one finally, was, it's actually, I couldn't really tell if it was Lone Star's Amazed mm-hmm. or Destiny's Child's Say My Name. It seems like Destiny's Child like, like got it like either at the end of that week or Ugh. whatever, but uh, yeah, one, one of those two awful songs <laughs> was the number one song. And the number one film uh, was Mission to Mars, starring Mr. Gary Sinise. Ah, oh, that's a pretty good movie. I like. Yeah, it actually is really good. Yeah, I'm. I like Gary Sinise, so I'm okay with that. Me too. Yeah. Uh, good. I'm glad you approved, Stephen. Yeah, uh, we yeah. don't have to go back in time and change the number one movie <laughs> uh, for March to the 14th of 2000. But All right. Yeah. All right. Shall we dive into the episode? Let's get deep inside. (laughs) All right. So in our cold open, we opened with stock footage of like your typical junk boats like that you would assume you would find in like, I don't know, the harbor of like Hong Kong or something like that. In fact, it actually flashes up on the screen. It says somewhere in the Orient and then they X out Orient and put Asia. (laughs) So, I mean, right then you just you already get a sense of like the kind of humor that you're going to experience through the um, through the episode. 
Uh, cut to a shady-looking guy smoking a cigarette um, as he's approached by another shady guy who is Mr. X. Um, they speak perfect English, but instead are, yeah. are subtitled anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, they're, they're Asian dudes, in case I forgot to mention it. Um, and they talk, and of course, they're talking about Chinese food because you know that's all that Asian characters do in, um, you yeah. know, in literature and film is just sit around talking about uh, General yeah. Sal's chicken and stuff. I mean, and that's the joke for all this stuff here. Um, yeah. Uh, so where was I? All right, and then uh, Shady Guy Number One uh, shows uh, Mr. X. Um, he says. Uh, take a look at the shipment the camera pans over and shows like a, a gaggle of asian girls just standing there apparently they were standing there the whole time not saying anything or making yeah. any noise uh, Mis- yeah. mr x says hey girls want to go work in a sweatshop in america and then um to which all of the, they're all very into that that's very exciting yeah yeah um and then Shady Guy uh, number one says, little do they know they won't be working in any sweatshops. And Mr. X replies, but they'll be working up a sweat, all right, as prostitutes. And then they laugh evilly or <laughs> maniacally, however you want to say yeah. it. The best is like when they start laughing, they're like, ha, 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 ha. And like, you know, the subtitles say, ha, ha, yeah. ha. And they laugh a little louder. <laughs> they say, like, ha, ha, ha. Like, and, and then the subtitle, like, font gets larger. Yeah, as they yeah. Laugh louder, it's like, so good. So naked dumb. gun. Just like, it's so yes. dumb. It's genius, like, is what it is. Yeah. Um, they- Naked Gun is exactly what I was thinking of. Like, n- not not a slapsticky, but definitely the same kind of like, just dumb, out of left field kind of humor. Right, right. And uh, you know, I would say, well, we'll get to that in the end. Uh, so, cut two. Now we're somewhere in California, and there's a uh, a beached whale stuck on the shore. Several lifeguards, uh, including one mu- Chip. Well, we'll know him as Chip later. Um, they're just not having any luck moving this uh, whale, so they just have to call on Notch Johnson. And like the camera pans over to a, it's like a cardboard cutout of him or like a sign, like a billboard. Yeah, almost. yeah. And like... then they pan down, and he's he's standing there ex- in the same exact pose as his sign, like mm-hmm. which is pretty funny. Yeah. Um. So Notch runs to the beach, saying. <laughs> Through the through the sand part, mind you, going get out of the water, get out of the water. <laughs> um, he trips and hits his head. He thinks he sees the whale, but it's actually a very large woman. And he goes, "I thought you were the whale." And the woman punches him in the face. Uh, roll opening credits. And um, I remember the first time I heard this theme, it was not what I was expecting. How would you describe the uh, like the opening credit sequence plus the music? Um, I mean, the, the opening credits sequence, I, I actually don't really remember the music that much, but I thought like the opening credits is just hilarious because they start like showing you the characters' names. Mm-hmm. And so like that's really what I was paying attention to more than anything. But like, what did you think about the... Right, uh, well, the, I remember the, the first time I sat and watched this, I was expecting something that sounded more like the Baywatch theme, but I guess they knew sure. they could never even like parody the great David Hasselhoff and his music ability. So instead they just went for this, uh, 60s style, like surf music playing. Oh, that's the, right. That's right. That's what it was. Yeah. Which I thought, I don't know, really helped it at least establishing it as this sort of 
piece of like genre pulp, like parody genre pulp, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, so cut to uh, we're at the Shore Patrol Force 30 headquarters. That's right, SPF 30 headquarters. Um, <laughs> the... No, I didn't even catch that. <laughs> that's why I'm here. That's, that, that's why we do this show together, great. you hell. Together. Yes, uh, yes. So new lifeguard Kim meets the SPF team. Uh, as we said, uh, BJ Cummings, who got her nickname from the male volleyball team. Uh, Chip Rommel, who is a uh, exchange lifeguard from Germany, which doesn't make so any stupid. sense. That was so dumb. And he asks uh, Kim if she's from Aryan descent. And they do a lot of sort of like German Nazi jokes with him. So like everyone gets made fun of in this show. Everyone. Yes. Uh, yes. And, uh, and then we meet Jamaica St. Croix, who's from the inner city, who greets Kim with the most ridiculous over the top, like high five, like, you know, street style handshake yeah. or whatever basically basically like like what a middle-aged white guy that's never been to the inner city thinks right. uh people that live in the inner city yeah do. like like when uh when the uncle without kids goes and uh you know talks to his nephews he does that handshake basically yeah, yeah. The, the, the funny thing is like with, with like her character the the girl that's supposed to be from the inner city or whatever mm -hmm. like Whenever they wanted her to do something that was like, you know, like urban or from the inner city or whatever, they would basically just have her like start a sentence with like a word that's supposed to be like something that you'd hear like a cool kid from like the urban city right. use. But then she would like speak, you know, like everybody else after yeah. that, like for the most part, <laughs> yeah. which I thought was like even funnier how, oh, like, yeah. you know, it just shows you like how like clueless the writers are supposed to be basically. Right. I mean, and that is brilliant. Yeah. It, again, it makes fun of like, I don't know. I guess the bad sort of writing and generic characters you come through in like right, Michael Bay right. movies and stuff like that. Um, so yeah. we're also introduced to Steve the dog. So of course, whenever there's a dog on screen, uh, it has to go and hump someone's leg. And so he does that to Kimberly's leg. Um, ha, hilarious. Um, she's hired on the spot. Notch hands her her lifeguard bathing suit. Um, and just like super tiny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And um, that's and then he looks at her like on um, on Kim's. She's wearing this like pantsuit jacket and there's a pin and he looks right into it and says a nice pin. But it's actually a uh, camera and watching uh, the lifeguards is the mayor, Anita Massengill. Uh, and um, she tells we should point out that the camera on that on her pin it's very obvious that it's a camera. Like, it has a huge lens <laughs> yeah. on it. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, Notch is an idiot, so he doesn't notice Oh, uh, he's an idiot in the best way. Um, yeah. So she tells uh, Cody, her son, that she wants to run for Congress. But for whatever reason, uh, Notch just keeps getting in her way. Um, and uh, Notch tells the team they have to report at 7 a.m. to do a lifeguard demo for some sick kids. And I love how they're all um, like upset about it, that they have to wake up at 7 a.m. I don't yeah. know. That just uh, cracked me up. Um, then, then uh, like out of nowhere, um, the lifeguards lotion up with Kenny G-style sax music playing in the background. Um I don't know. These, they're, this scene is, I don't know. 
it's like, uh, we're making fun of it, but we're also doing it at the same time. Uh, I mean, I guess it, yeah. you could just call it fan service if you want to, I guess. Yeah, I, I think I think it just went on a little too long. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, I agree. Like, it, it, was, it was kind of like a funny, like, thing, because I think, I think the joke was supposed to be like, oh, yeah, not just saying, hey, you forgot your uh, sunscreen, wink, wink, like, oh, look, this is the kind of, like, fan service like stuff they do for like on these shows right for like sex appeal because sex sells but then it goes on like just way too long where like you know these girls are like putting like they're rubbing lotion on themselves and you get a little bit of chip rubbing it on himself too right Um, right right yeah so there's something there for everyone i suppose um All right, so, okay, Kim and Notch are sitting on the beach when they see one of the Asian girls from the cold open float up on a piece of wood. Of course, Notch can speak, like, perfect uh, Cambodian or whatever they speak in Cambodia. Oh, dude, there's a great joke, though. Uh, So they have her, like, in the office at this point Mm -hmm. at their uh, headquarters, and BJ Cummings' character says... uh, I wish we knew what Cambodians like to eat. <laughs> <laughs> As of though they like can't just eat like any, you know, food, oh yeah, like, and, whatever. and please chime in with any one-liners or jokes because there's so many. Like I couldn't write them all down. Yeah. Um, and and then I I think it's then B J Cummings like same character who says like somebody says something about like going to the Cambodian consulate to like get a translator and that's when Notch is like well it just so happens I speak a bit of Cambodian (laughs) oh of course he's always he's always the right man for the job um so yeah he tells the gang that uh, or Sunpai tells him and then he tells the gang that her and her sisters were going to be sold as uh, sex slaves and I love he he keeps going like prostitutes whores hose like he kept like (laughs) saying that over and over again as if they couldn't understand so uh basically he and the gang are gonna have to go bust a whorehouse and then the mayor and the son uh, have been observing this and they sort of snicker maniacally um cut to notch and the gang hang a sign that says uh, they're out on the beach preparing for the sick kids, and they put up a sign that says, Welcome, sick kids. Uh, <laughs> Some pie has a Cambodian to English dictionary, and she thanks Notch for it. BJ says, Great job, Some pie. You're picking up English real quicker. <laughs> uh, which, again, the way she delivers it is just so good. Um, yeah. Not, and then uh, Notch and Chip um, go to the mayor's office to ask for a permit to put on this, uh, I don't know, sick kid um, carnival or whatever you want to call it from the mayor. Uh, both the mayor and her son. Uh, well, first off, Notch launches into this big monologue about um, why he has to like do this for the um, for the kids. And then both the mayor and her son have uh, have fantasies about uh um, chip, I guess, lotioning up yeah. or whatever. And so when they're done, yeah, like, 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 like first the mayor is like dreaming about like rubbing him. And then mm. we see like they pan to her son and you see her son like rubbing him. And, yeah, which is kind yeah. of funny. Um, eh, a yeah, little yeah. funny. Uh, and then um, yeah. it was the right length, too. It was just like a quick little like. Right. Exactly. Thing. And there's a plot reason for it, too, because she's so distracted. Sure. That she's like, yeah, 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 fine. You can have your permit. Right, and then, um, so the son asks mom uh, why, and the mayor says she's going to tell all the sick kids that uh, Notch is going to a whorehouse and can't make it to entertain them because the cameras are going to, like, basically film him hanging out in a, uh, 
in a whorehouse and it'll be bad for his, uh, you know, PR or whatever. So, yeah. And, and, at, and at some point, Steve, I, I think it has already happened, but Notch mentioned something about like, uh, you know, how these girls are going to get like venereal diseases, how they're going to get syphilis, mm. uh, the herps, uh, <laughs> I believe is what he calls it. Yeah. And instead of gonorrhea, he calls it like gonadrhea yeah. or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And oh, man. Now, I want to point out, he, he mentions like those diseases, those three diseases, like two times mm. in the episode. And it becomes important at the very end. Oh, right. Yeah. But but so he does mention them, but it's not central to the story. No. And that's just keep that in mind. <laughs> so uh, cut to we're on the beach. Chip is carrying Jamaica and places her on the sand. Then BJ comes <laughs> Sits on her stomach and then administers mouth-to-mouth. Surprise, it was really just a rehearsal and a reason to make them kiss, I guess. Um, Sunpai then hands Notch a massive cell phone. (laughs) And she says his snatch, it's his snatch. And uh, Notch is like, oh, you mean snitch. Um, And uh, he picks up the phone. (laughs) And it's so funny. He's just like, hello? Hello? And then, like, hangs it up. Like, doesn't have any time (laughs) to actually have a conversation. And he's like, oh, that was my snitch. She said that, uh, or they said that the um, your sisters are at a massage parlor. And so they're going to have to go there and break him out. Uh, And then Kim suggests that Notch shouldn't be seen at a massage parlor. And Notch, like, basically looks at the camera and says, oh, they won't be seeing Notch Johnson there. Cut to <laughs> Notch wearing a mustache in the massage parlor with Kim. And I love it. He's just walking around going, hello, Asian prostitutes. Like, this ridiculous <laughs> voice. It's Stop. so funny. Like, my God. Um, and so he goes to a Mr. X and he says he wants to purchase an Asian prostitute to have sex with his wife. And Kim is like, what? Um, yeah. And as they turn to go, I guess, presumably off to wherever the bed area is, um, an alarm goes off. And shady guy number one says, uh, one of you is wearing surveillance. And he rips open Kim's shirt, revealing the mayor's planted camera. And, uh, and Notch goes, oh, you wore a camera. I should have done that. <laughs> or something right. like he that. Does, he's completely oblivious. Yeah. To like... And then they yeah. rip off Notch's mustache, and then once again they laugh uh, maniacally, and the subtitles get really big, just like with before. Yeah. Um, cut to they're now imprisoned in this like backroom sex dungeon kind of thing. Kim is chained up, wearing only her underwear. <laughs> Notch is still in his suit, handcuffed yeah. to a pipe. Um, he starts going on and on about how the kids are going to be so disappointed that. Um, that he's not going to be there for their uh, little event or fair or whatever you want to call it. And that's when Kim realizes that Notch actually cares about the kids and confesses that she's been spying on Notch for the mayor. Uh, She said she had to do it or the mayor would force her grandma out on the street. Oh, and this is what I I wanted to say for your uh, introduction. But Kim says that her parents died and she was reared by her grandma. And Naj says, I know what you mean. I was reared by two uncles. (laughs) (laughs) 
God. Um, oh, Jesus Christ. Right. Uh, meanwhile, at the beach, the sick kids arrive. The other lifeguards are uh, freaking out and wondering where Notch is. Um, now we're back in the dungeon. Notch um, gets a plan to knock down a bucket of sexo lube and uh, so he can uh, wiggle out of the handcuffs. Uh, as he's doing it, he... he... Uh, there's a couple really good jokes here, though, uh, if, I, if I can interrupt. Yeah, go for so, it. So, uh, like, Kim says, like, there's a container up there. He goes, that's not a container, like, because the, the, it's above them. It's a bucket. <laughs> <laughs> the... And the bucket... Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say... Oh, well, the bucket's... The best thing about Notch is all the mansplaining he does, all the incorrect yes. mansplaining that he does. Yeah. And, and sometimes his mansplaining, like in this case, is literally saying the same thing <laughs> that whatever woman he was talking to just said. Right, you know? right. Um, but, uh, but then they're, they're like, so that's a great joke that like have you legit laughing out loud. But then there's an even better one right after where he says, it's sexo lube. And, she, and Kim's like, what's that? He goes, well, you see, some people unfortunately can't rely on their own juices <laughs> to uh, have sex. Oh, he says, lucky for us, some people can't rely on their own juices right. to like, have sex. <laughs> Oh man! And again, it's just the way he delivers it, just so yeah. sincerely and dry, without any hint of like giggling or laughing. It's oh, it's so yes. good. Um, yeah. So yeah, so he hits the bucket of sexo lube, and uh, it falls down and actually ends up knocking him out. Uh, the noise attracts uh, shitty guy number one, um, and he comes in. He's like, "What's that noise?" And Kim's like, "Oh." I knocked him out so we could spend some time together. And he's like, no. Now, Kim is tight. Kim has both her arms tied up, <laughs> up against the wall and her legs tied up against the wall with like metal chains. She literally cannot move anything. Right. Yeah. It really makes no sense at all. But, you know, I guess the dude but, was a real. You, he wanted yeah. to believe her. He wanted to. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, it's a world. It's a world where like absurd things happen, and people just roll with it. Ah, like, uh, yes. It. My one of my favorite you know? kind of worlds. <laughs> yeah. So it really like does work for, even though like it sounds stupid, and mm -hmm. I'm sure like, I, I people listening will be like, oh, that sounds dumb. If you watch it, like it all makes sense within like the rules that they've kind of set up for their world. Um, it it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of. That Ricky Gervais movie, uh, The Invention of Lying. Oh, I never like, saw that one. Oh, you would love it. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll talk about it offline. Off, off but basically, the premise is that uh, <clears throat> nobody has ever lied. Like, the concept of lying doesn't exist. Oh, wow. So everyone is brutally honest with each other at all times. And, like, you know, Ricky Gervais' character invents lying. And he, like, goes to a bank teller at one point, And he wants to withdraw, like, $5,000. And they're like, oh, but it says here you're, you're in negative balance. And she goes, do you have $5,000? He goes, yep. She goes, and then she's like, well, must be a mistake in the computer. <laughs> like, you know, so stuff like that happens. Nice, but. nice. Uh, so anyway, shady guy number one, he uncuffs her. And that's when he uh, uh, delivers the line that I, uh, that I spoke of earlier when he goes, in the, in the words of my native tongue, you so horny. And he <laughs> turns around and like does the arm movements and everything like i just yeah i just it's it's so bad but still funny um and um then so he basically she knocks him out uh so uh, yeah so then we cut to the beach and now for some reason they have like a uh, sports commentator uh reporting about what's going on at the um at the sick kids <laughs> um like festival or whatever you want to call it 
And he, I wrote down this line that he says, he says, well, if you're going to be sick, you picked a beautiful day to do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, man. It, and uh, anyway, cut back to the dungeon. Uh, Notch uh, runs out of the sex dungeon and tells all the prostitutes that they're free. And like, just, it's funny. Like everyone in, and the kitchen sink basically just run out of these like kind of yeah, maze yeah. of, you know, massage parlors and like beds and stuff. And it's a pretty funny visual. Classic, yeah. classic yeah, and, sort and, of gag. And, and like, yeah. And like some of the stuff that people are wearing is kind of funny. Like at one point there's a guy, like a fat guy, like in a teddy <laughs> yeah. or something or like a, another one, like I think like dressed like in baby clothes or something that like runs out. So it's a bunch of, it's silly, but it works. Right. It's a fun right. Little gag. Sure. And then the the mayor takes the stand at um, at the beach, and she tells the kids that Notch isn't coming because he's addicted to prostitutes. <laughs> and uh, it's funny the the boy in the bubble makes some noises that sound like talking, and she goes, "Oh, evidence? Well, I have a tape. Uh, it's it, again, it's just a dumb yeah, yeah, gag." Yeah. She, she's she's like, "Oh, you have a question?" And you know, because he's in the bubble, all like the audience is like. Whoa. Yeah. You know, we can't like really hear what it is, but she's like, "Oh, you want evidence or whatever," which I guess really is what he was asking for, though. It seemed like because then she presents the quote unquote evidence or whatever, and he's like, oh. <laughs> "Right." So then a high speed chase uh, ensues. Notch chases Mister X first on scooters, then they're both on rickshaws, then finally on uh, jet skis. The mayor tells the kids to go home. Then, um, just as it looks like all is lost, Notch appears on a jet ski. And it's, uh, they make no, they don't even try to hide that it's like stuntmen on the, uh, on the right, jet skis right. a few times. And then they also do that trick, uh, I forget what it's called, um, that they used to do in, in movies where it shows them in cars, but rear projection, that's what it is. They, yeah. uh, they're just sitting on their jet ski and they, uh, I mean, it's green screen at this point, but, uh, you know, it's clear that it's fake. It's hilarious, whatever. Yeah. Um, so when he, Mr. X <laughs> makes, uh, ends up washing up on the shore, the lifeguards then like do a like gang style beat down on Mr. X. Mm-hmm. And in order for Notch to join them, he has to strip down to his, uh, his regular lifeguard uniform and he shows up just in time to body slam an obvious dummy of Mr. X. Uh, it was, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Um, the mayor and her son like slowly sort of slink away into the background. Um, and then cut to some pie. Thanks, Notch. She now speaks uh, perfect English. Thanks to Notch, who taught her. <laughs> And um, yeah, she says, thank you. She says, like, thank you, Notch, for teaching me perfect English in just two days. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and he's like, no, thanks necessary. But what I'd really like you to do is to go home, get a green card, then come back as a naturalized citizen. And um, and then he and the rest of the lifeguards, they run off down the shore. And then some yeah, and there's like a there's like an inflatable like little boat uh i don't know what you would call it, like a little raft yeah i guess they're uh, supposed to just like go back to cambodia on that yeah, raft <laughs> yeah like all the all the other like cambodian uh, women are on that little raft mm-hmm. waiting for uh sun pie and yeah i guess they're just supposed to like paddle themselves back to cambodia <laughs> but instead i mean and this makes way more sense they're like so after notch and the lifeguards leave some like 
oh, look, let's just go to America. <laughs> and then they run off yeah. the raft. And uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's basically it, except for Notch then does a wrap up at the end. Um, he's, he, he, and there's quite a few of these. If you ever watch this show, I think pretty much every episode ends with a wrap up, just like Nightstand used to actually. Um, he, go, he always goes, uh, teens. He always starts it with teens. Um, we t- talked a lot about STDs today. And I think he mentioned, you know, gonorrhea and the herp, well, well, just, just like you he, said he earlier. He like says like. Yeah, he's like looking right at the camera. He says, uh, you know, teens, today's episode was about STD. Right. And then, um, yeah, he basically ta- he says, like, you know, if you like a regular person pees like this. Ah, but if you have an STD, then you pee like this. And someone like screams bloody murder off stage. Yeah. And then finally, at the end, he says, so kids, if you have an STD, Make sure you tell the school nurse and put the problem in her hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then that's it. And that is the end of yeah. the pilot episode of um, yeah. of uh, Son of the Beach. Uh, anything yeah. else? And I think that... Yeah. I was just going to say, I think like, the, you know, because the, the wrap-up confirmed what I suspected while I was watching it, that we're watching like, we're watching a TV show. Like these aren't, like these characters aren't, like who they really are. Oh, sure. You know, sure. At the end, it confirms you're, you're kind of watching a show about a show almost. Oh, kind of thing. yeah, yeah. Which, which, which makes a lot of like the more like un-PC or unsavory jokes really work because it's like these writers are just awful. Right, you know, right. You can almost say show you're watching. It's almost very, there's very, um, it's almost like a throwback to like some beach. Uh, I know those beach movies like in the 50s and 60s, like with uh, Tammy, what's her name? Uh, she was like, a, I can't remember. But yeah, it's a throwback, almost like a throwback to that sort of stuff, but not a throwback. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so let's uh, run these uh, bumpers and whoops, that's not the right bumper. question. So, uh, lifeguard Velasquez, do you think Son of the Beach should be remembered for all of human history or tossed into the black ocean of obscurity, never oh. to surf again? <laughs> uh, I say it should be remembered. Uh, really fun, uh, really funny, um, you know. At least this episode, right? I haven't watched uh, the others, but um, I, I would say, like, if you're going to give this a watch, um, d- I just I, I really don't think people would watch this. Most people would be offended, even if you're like somebody who's apt to get offended by like un PC jokes, whatever, because the jokes are like always, first of all, they insult everybody. Mm-hmm. The jokes are always like, you know, if somebody is like generally making like a joke, like about a like like the large woman or whatever he calls her whale like they kind of get there you know he gets punched or right. it's clear that like the person making the joke is an idiot for doing it you know mm-hmm. so i i think it's great what what about you man oh man i am 100% on board with uh saving it i mean i've watched all 3 seasons uh and I mean, I remember just laughing at all of them, if I remember correctly, and I chuckled my way through this one um, once again. I mean, I think this is almost on par with, like, Dark Place as being, eh, you know, like I said, it's not a 
complete throwback, but it's sort of like the same style of humor uh, in a way yeah. to where like it's like it seems edgy, but it really I mean, there's really no reason to be offended. I could see someone like maybe if they caught a commercial and not actually watched an ap- actual episode, like get all right. offended about it. But um but yeah, because yeah, they're like they're not re- they're not really like making fun of like like there's a lot of there's a few like Asian stereotype jokes mm-hmm. in, in here. Right. Like when the guy says like me so horny, <laughs> like they're not really making fun of Asian people. Like they're making fun of how stupid this like stereotype is. Exactly. Like, exactly. Like a- you know, all the bad writing and, and bad stereotyping that came before. Like that's what they're making fun of. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's and I think it really comes through that that's you know, the spirit of the comedy. At no point was I like, oh, they're making fun of Asian people or Spanish people. Or right, whatever, right. Know? Or the poor um, Germans from Chip. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, so, yeah. All right, fantastic. Let's uh, do this thing. In accordance to Obscure to Now, the most important streaming YouTube podcast in all of the internet, you shall be remembered. Yes. Good show. Good, good show. All right. Well, that is uh, Son of the Beach. Um, I know at least the first season is out on DVD. I think they may have released the others. Um, we watched the pilot on Daily Motion, which is probably the worst possible way to watch it. Um, yeah. Although the quality wasn't like too bad. Right. Um, but uh, did you notice that the 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 account or channel on Daily Motion that uploaded it it's uh, had a checkmark, so it's a verified channel. So I wonder if like they actually have the rights to it hmm. in some form. Interesting, um, because I know that there, there was there's a couple of YouTube channels like that that have like the rights to like show um, like some of the VH1 uh, those like mid '90s, re- late '90s, early 2000s reality shows that they had, like the dating ones. Right. So I wonder if it's something similar, but. Um, yeah, you, you said that there's some DVDs out though for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, uh, just another sort of little fun fact, um, Howard Stern's, upon the show's cancellation, I don't know, Howard Stern said that their rate, it, their ratings were good, like that allegedly they were the most, um, watched thing on FX at the time, but there was a management, um, switch over at FX and they pulled the plug on the show too early, unfortunately, so... I mean, I would love, like, I mean, there should be a Son of the Beach movie or another yeah. season or something. I mean, I might even try to watch this Red, White, and Lou thing. I mean, I don't know if uh, Timothy Stack is actually in it, but, like, all the same dudes are writing it, so it might be worth a watch. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. It was uh, really, really good. Uh, it's a good time. Good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, well... We unfortunately didn't have enough time to figure out what we're going to do next week, but it is going to be something beach related. You can, um, you can count your lucky surfboards on that. Um, how are things going over at uh, wrestling with gaming? Uh, good. Just, uh, slow, slow progress on the, uh, videos I'm, I'm working on right now, but they're coming. How about, how about you, Steve? <laughs> Good. Still knee deep in the uh, probably even deeper than that at this point uh, into the Kickstarter startering the Kickstarter of the comic 
I'm uh, reaching out to a, I don't know, fairly well-known artist to do a, a variant cover. So people who are into... I hope it's Rob Liefeld and that he's going to destroy the anatomy of your character. Oh, man, if I could afford Rob Liefeld, I would. Because, you know, they're, he's got his fanboys, man. He's got a cult. Yeah. Um, and that would guarantee that I would get funded. Uh, no problem. But uh, yeah. But no, this guy, he's he works... Uh, He's worked for Image, like IDW, a lot of those other ones. Um, and, I mean, this stuff is good. I don't, truth be told, I don't even like variant covers, but apparently a lot of people do. I'd rather have gimmick yeah. covers. Poly bags with yeah. uh, cards in it, holograms, yeah. chromium, you know, all that stuff. Um, but uh, Hogs. Yeah. Hey, I was considering it for a while there. But, um, but no, it's all coming along. Um, and hopefully it will all be done in time for the launch, the complete launch, which will be coming in May. Um, but Sweet. until then, why don't we watch the trailer for those who may not have seen it? Here it comes. I'm having a weird, weird day. My name's Adam. Where I'm from, I'm known as the Zero Thief. Depending on who you ask, some might say I'm the best thief. But believe it or not, even the best screws up every once in a while. And that's what I did, and I had to make a fast getaway. Ended up crash landing on this bizarre planet. Turns out, I didn't get away fast enough. These winged freaks followed me here. It's just us here, Zero Thief, on this empty backwards planet. So start talking, either to me or my blade. Okay, okay, I do have something to tell you. It's about the planet. It's not that empty. Come on, man. I thought you were going to die. Cut me loose. Behind you. Whoa. Thought I was done for. It was going to be a light snack for a snarling creature. But then she showed up, riding on the back of one of those monsters like it was nothing. And with a wave of her hand, the other razor-toothed beast just stomped away. I'd never seen anyone like her before in my life. I thought I'd say something clever. Thanks, uh, have you seen my ship? She gave me a look that said more than words ever could, because I think she was trying to read my mind or something. And from there, things just got even weirder. Thirty pages of insane dinosaur action that will leave you hungry for more. Issue one, crowdfunding now. Written and created by Stephen Honeycutt. Art by Antonio Brandao. Colors by Bruno Ferlani. Jump on now before the whole human race is extinct. Download the digital preview today. No, no, I recommend uh, people go watch Son of the Beach. And if you haven't, uh, go watch some Baywatch Nights. I have watched uh, quite a few episodes. <laughs> uh, 22. Um
Yeah, yeah. You've been enjoying Obscurity Now, a podcast that's recorded live to tape and streamed to Twitch and YouTube. Subscribe so you never miss an episode or hilarious quip. Take us with you by following the download links provided in the show notes to wherever you get podcasts. And take notice of our various social media links. If that's what you're into, I'm not here to judge. And make sure you join us live next week at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, as we continue to discuss more obscure media only on Obscure Now.